Sundays on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Teaching for 10 minutes, and so just a little health warning. The, 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 the quality of the joke is proportionate to the length of the sermon. So it's, a, it's a bit average, but this will require a little bit of audience participation. So I will start by saying I've got a business, and then you have to shout out what is it, and then I tell you what the business is, and then you say how's it going, and then I give you the punchline, and then you've got to cheer wildly just to make up for it falling flat. All right, so have you got it? Have you got the hang of it? Um, <clears throat> right, I've got a business. Uh, it's baptism coordinator. Oh, I'm afraid it's going under. Uh, right, well, with that great introduction, let me start with the Bible. Um, this is from Matthew 3, and it'll be a familiar bit of text to some of you. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And people went out to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of Jordan, confessing their sins, and they were baptized in the Jordan River. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. And so Jesus was baptized in what for many is quite a familiar bit of scripture and um, baptized by John. But it wasn't the first baptism that John had done. Uh, and in fact, the, um, the Jewish people of the time had a similar sort of tradition. It wasn't called baptism. And, and apologies if you are Jewish or know some Hebrew, but it was, as I understand it, called the Tvillah. Um, and it was for new believers, and it was for the ritual purification from sin. Um, a lot of the Bible um, is based in history and um, is, fits into the historical context that we have from other texts. And modern history scholars are pretty sure of the authenticity of the passage that I have just read. The fact that John, someone called John the Baptist, um, baptized someone called Jesus. Not only is it in the Bible, it's in other historical texts. But there's another really good reason for us to accept its historical authenticity. And that's because if you are a Christian, if you believed in Christ 2,000 years ago, it's not the sort of story that you would make up because Jesus was the Son of God and Jesus was without sin. So why did Jesus have to be baptized for the forgiveness of his sins? And so for a number of different reasons, modern scholars, and I don't count myself among them, I have to say, but modern scholars accept the historical authenticity of what I have just read. So that's where baptism sort of has its roots in the Christian church. But let's wind forward to us today, 2,000 years later, and let's ask ourselves in the immortal but slightly um, adapted lines from Monty Python's Life of Brian, what has baptism ever done for us? Well, um, I would suggest that there are um, two things particularly we should be looking at. First of all, there's the symbolism that comes with baptism. And secondly, how baptism has developed into 
Um, the main outward sign of becoming a Christian, of believing in Jesus. So what about the, the signs and the symbolism? Well, first of all, um, being baptized, by which I mean immersion, full immersion uh, in water as a grown-up, as someone who is professing a faith, um, rather than being baptized as a child. And I'll say a little bit more about that in a moment. That is a symbol of washing away of your sin. And so um, Paul, who was an apostle and a teacher, an evangelizer, um, uh, after Jesus' time, um, at the time of the early church, um, said this, um, in that city there was a man named Ananias who faithfully obeyed the law of Moses and was well-liked by all the Jewish people living there. And he came to me and he said, Saul, my friend, you can now see again. Now, the context of this is that um, Paul had gone blind. This was his conversion to Christianity. So this person came to him and told him he could see again. And it goes on. At once I could see, then Ananias told me, the God that our ancestors worshipped has chosen you to know what he wants done. He's chosen you to see the one who obeys God and to hear his voice. You must tell everyone what you've seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash away your sins by praying to the Lord. So we've first of all got the symbolism that this immersion in water is a washing away of our sins. Secondly, the, 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 the next symbol is um, burying of our old life, starting a new life. Um, in Romans chapter 6, uh, Paul wrote this. Don't you know that all who share in Christ Jesus by being baptized also share in his death? When we were baptized, we died and we were buried with Christ. We were baptized so that we would live a new life as Christ was raised to life by the glory of God the Father. So the symbolism is washing away our sins, turning from what we've done in the past, and starting a new life as symbolized by coming out of the water. And the third thing that it symbolized, symbolizes is being immersed in the life of Jesus. So again from Paul, this time in his letter to the Corinthian church, said, um, the body of Christ has many different parts, just as any other body does. Some of us are Jews and others are non-Jews. Some of us are slaves and others are free. But God's Spirit baptized each of us and made us part of the body of Christ. Now we each drink from that same Spirit. So it's tied up in a lot of different symbols uh, and um, ideas. And I'll say a little bit about um, my journey in just a moment, and we'll hear hopefully from Kimberly and from Susanna about um, how they come to be baptized and what, how they are approaching it um, in, in a few minutes' time. But secondly, baptism, we can see from the Bible, quickly developed into one of the main outward signs of being a Christian. Um, and so again, in uh, Acts, um, we see this. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It's a huge thing. It's become a huge thing. It was a huge thing then. If only there were 3,000 of us today being baptized, I don't know, would we have enough water for that, Nick? <laughs> a bit shallow, anyway. A bit shallow. As I, I'm conscious as I was talking about full immersion that I haven't actually been out to see the paddling pool. <laughs> And where the full immersion is going to involve lying on the bottom and rolling around in the water. <laughs> uh, but it's symbolism, okay? It's not, uh, we're not legalistic about it. Um, and so it's a symbol of Christianity. It's widely practiced after Jesus' baptism. And so why should we baptize? Well, that's the question, be baptized. That's the question I asked myself um, quite a number of years ago now, when I became a part of this church. 
Um, and I suggest that there are three reasons. The first of all is, uh, the first of those is that it's assigned to other people, and it's brilliant to see friends and family of Kimberly and of Susanna here this morning, because what they're going to be doing this morning is um, demonstrating their faith, demonstrating their commitment as a sign to other people, to their friends, to their family. And that can be quite nerve-wracking, but it's also done as part of a community, as part of us as a church, uh, a church family. Secondly, it's a self-recognition. They will have come on a journey to get to today, to being baptized. And part of that has involved examining why they want to be baptized, examining what they believe in. So it's a demonstration to others, and it's a self-recognition. I'm turning from my old ways. This is what I believe in, and I want to demonstrate that to other people. The third reason why 2,000 years after Jesus was baptized, we should be baptized ourselves, is in obedience to the instruction that I have just read from the Bible. Be baptized and repent of the things that you have done wrong. So for me, it was the last of those, really, that was significant. I was... um, Uh, I grew up in a uh, family where my grandmother was a very strong Christian and quite a big influence on on, uh, my journey towards Christianity as a young young person. And um, uh, I was baptized as a child. Um, I think my parents thought it was something that ought to be done because that's just what you did. And then I was confirmed um, in the Church of England, which is in many ways, similar to what we call adult or believer's baptism in our church. So it's confirming the promises that were made on your behalf when you were a baby. But looking back on it, I have to say, whilst I had a knowledge that there was something out there, there was some greater being, I couldn't, looking back, say I was a Christian. Um, And then um, Tessa, my wife, and I, Uh, went to various different churches in London. We ended up in a Baptist church, and the name sort of gives an idea of what they believe in. Um, But as a lawyer, I'm a bit resistant to being told what to do. Um, I do like to think over the years I've become a little bit less arrogant, Um, and certainly by the time we reached Didcot, probably about uh, uh, 18 years ago, something like that, um, I felt that it was time to be baptised. Um, Interesting, that came after I had left the Baptist church. I'll say nothing about that. Um, And it was really in recognition to what the Bible says about being baptized. Um, I felt that I needed to um, demonstrate my faith by being obedient to what the Bible said about being baptized. So um, it's something that happened in in my life over a, a, a period of time. And just as my story Um, is going to be different from Susanna's and Kimberly's story when they come to tell it uh, to us in just a moment. Um, So your story is going to be different. Now, some of you may be here as Christians um, and may have been baptized. And in in a moment, I'm going to pray for us. And maybe it's an opportunity for you just to reflect on where you are and your promises that you made when you were baptized. For others, you'll be Christians, but you've not been baptized. And it might be that that's something that you have thought about and struggled about um, over the years. And maybe you've reached a decision that you're not going to be baptized. Maybe you're wavering. Maybe you're not sure. When I come to pray, I would encourage you just to be open to listen to what God is saying today. Um, Because I had made a decision I wasn't going to be baptized. But that wasn't a decision for all time. And as you now know, that's something that I changed my mind about. You may be here this morning... Not only not baptized, but not a Christian. And when I come to pray, what I would really want 
to, uh, want to encourage you to do is just think how you have come to be here today to watch somebody else being baptized. And maybe reflect on your beliefs, your faith, and where you are going in the future. And it may be that something that someone has said to you this morning, something that you've experienced this morning, something that you feel as a result of seeing Kimberly or Susanna baptized, just causes you to reevaluate where you're going. And I would really want you, if that is the position you find yourself in at the end of this morning, just to share that with somebody. Maybe somebody you're um, friends with, somebody you feel comfortable sharing with, somebody you trust. What I wouldn't want you to do is to go away from this morning, if you're in any of those categories, feeling like God might be talking to you about something and not sharing that with someone so that they can pray with you, so that they can maybe um, help you on that journey. So um, in a moment, I'm going to hand back to um, Nick, but I'm just going to finish, as I say, with um, a prayer. Um, It might be helpful just to close your eyes, just where you're sitting, You don't have to bow your head or anything like that. But if you close your eyes, it it just helps to avoid all the distractions that are around you. And let's just take a moment to reflect on uh, where we are, what's brought us here, and where we're going on life's journey. Lord, as we baptise Kimberly and Susanna this morning. I want to pray that you will speak to me. Remind me of my own baptism promises. Remind me, if I've not been baptized, of what brings me to this church. Prompt me, if I don't believe in Christ Jesus, to where I am going, why I'm here today, what my faith is, what my journey is. And I want to pray, Lord, that you will put on my heart today something of your love for me so that I can recognize your presence here this morning. And I pray that you will speak to me as we go outside, as we watch Kimberly and Susanna in this act of symbolism that's been going on for hundreds of years, that you will be with us, you will speak to us where we are this morning. I pray that I will be open to hear what you're saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Great, thank you, Richard. That's really helpful. Wonderful. Let's have Susanna and Kimberly up if you could both come up. Let's give them a round of applause. It's so the question is, are you more nervous about getting baptized or saying something about it? Saying something, saying something about it. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to go first? Who's ready? Do you want to do it? Yeah, come on. Hold the space two minutes. I want to get baptized because I love God and I want people to know. I grew up in a Christian family, which meant I was being taught about God from the beginning. At kids camp last year, I felt a real connection with God there. 
And in the youth tent at Supernatural Advance this summer, I decided that I want to follow God myself. God is like someone I can always rely on, even when he, the going gets tough. He is a teacher to me, and he is my father. When I did the baptism course, I was amazed by how important baptism is. Jesus was baptized even though he did, had no need to, be, to, because he was obeying God. Also in the baptism course, it said a lot about how in baptism we die with Jesus to our old lives to be reborn to a new life with him. That's what I want to do today. Brilliant. Thank you. Well done. Great. I wish I went first now. <laughs> so, my story, I was born in Scotland and I grew up on a farm in a little village near Newbury. We're a non-Christian family, so a bit different to you. Um, secretly, I always spoke to God and knew something was out there. Um, I only spoke to whatever it was when something was going wrong um, or I want someone to fix it. As the years went on, um, I grew more cynical and started shutting out the possibility that there was a God watching over us and loving us. Um, then school broke it completely because obviously it's not cool, or it wasn't in my day, I don't know about now. Um, <laughs> after, after school, 12 years ago, I started my career in hairdressing. Now, this is where I realised that Christians had it right. In my time as a hairdresser, I had some lovely clients, but one stuck out in particular where most people would sit and talk for three hours about themselves because most people see hairdressers as a therapist. One person always made the effort to ask about me and always seemed really invested in how I was. That person was Fran Gander. Um, she was such a beautiful person. And I'm so glad after all these years that the Lord has brought her back into my life because even now she's as kind and supportive as ever, which is why I love the Christian community because you've all made me feel so welcome and just amazing in general. Um, after hairdressing, I moved to Somerset to be near my sister, who's at the back over there somewhere, um, where I started working in nightclubs and restaurants. Most of the time here I enjoyed and it brought us Chester, who's hiding somewhere, um, my beautiful little nephew. However, I did become ill um, which led to a lot of problems, um, which now means that I might not be able to have children. This is where it gets hard. <laughs> um, <coughs> so this is where the darkness started to really kick in. I then moved out to Spain with my dad and Tina. <coughs> this was really hard. Because I was in a foreign country and leaving my life behind. But I was thankful that I had my dad and Tina there. They were great. My time here sent me into complete darkness. <laughs> because I was attacked. Which is one of the reasons why we came back. <coughs> so from then on I was filled with so much anger. I hated the world for what happened to me and the people that put me through it. Then I was brought to Digcot. This is where it starts getting happy now, so we're okay. Um, <laughs> I met one of my best friends, Sophie, who's beautiful, and of course, the lovely Jordan. Um, one day, Sophie turned to me and just said these simple words, you need Jesus. 
and instantly I thought, this girl's mad. Um, I was just thinking, how can he help me? If he could have helped me, he would have stopped all the bad stuff happening. But I went anyway because I felt at this point something had to change and I was willing to try anything. And it was just before Easter and Naomi was leading the service that day. It was all about forgiveness. And I sat there and I thought, someone's having me on. Someone's gone to speak to her before this and told them that I'm here. Um, and that's why she's saying all this stuff. Obviously now I know it was the Holy Spirit. Uh, but... I instantly felt better, so I decided to go along to the Good Friday service, which Paul was leading, and this day, I'll never forget, and I'm pretty sure anyone who spoke to me before knows that I go on about it all the time. <laughs> um, uh, the talk was all about washing away of sins and being cleansed, but Sophie, my best friend from earlier, who is lovely, she said to me the same things word for word, and at that moment, I discovered, I knew in my heart that it was all true. I was overwhelmed with emotion, and Jordan will tell you I was crying like a baby for most of it. Um, but it was tears of joy um, that it was all lifted from my so shoulders all of a sudden. Paul took the time out to pray with us after, and that moment I knew I was ready to commit to Jesus. So I went home and did that. And after that, it was like everything changed for me. All of a sudden, I saw the world differently. I saw it through the lens of Jesus. It was like switching to HD. Um, <laughs> I didn't walk down the street anymore looking at the floor. Jesus had taken the worries away, and I had time to take in the beauty and space in my head to appreciate it. Jesus took all the troubles and washed away the hatred, so now I'm not weighed down by it anymore. He gave me the strength to forgive, and I will be eternally grateful for that. And I pray that I can pass on the message so that everyone can feel the same way I do now that I've found Jesus. It was easier than I thought. Brilliant. Well done. That's great. What wonderful, wonderful stories to hear. We're going to pray for these guys now. So I think what we're going to do, um, if you want to, you can sit actually, and people can gather around. If you want to gather around, pray for Kimberly or for Susanna. If you feel like God's given you a prophetic word or something from him to speak out to them, do. We're going to record it. So I've got my phone. Has someone else got a phone with a recorder? And Paul can do that. Okay. So, um, Sue, do you want to come and sit over here? Everyone feel free to get up and mill around. We've got about sort of seven or eight minutes to do this. So come around, pray. You can pray for one of them. You can pray for both of them. Um, and particularly if, God, if you feel like God gives you anything, do share it with them. But also maybe email them or write it down for them later. Okay, let's go. Someday we'll be under 